0: You're listening to Tower After Hours, a production by Tower Marketing. I'm Lily. And I'm Alex. And we're here to bring you entertaining and insightful commentary
1: on what's trending in the world of marketing. Join us each month as we sit down with guests and chat about marketing trends, insights, and how to grow both professionally and personally. Let's dive in.
0: We're back. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Today, we're diving into the smooth art of business development. We're talking cold calling. We're talking networking. We're talking recruiting new clients. So, of course, we had to sit down with Towers Business Development Specialist, Ms. Erica Rudder. Thank you for being here.
2: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to
0: be here. Um, we heard that this is your first <laughs> ever appearance on the podcast. It's so my first welcome. Ever. I'm
2: so excited.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you. Do you
2: just like before we start, want to give give the people a little look into your day-to-day? Yeah, absolutely. So my role here at Tower is a little different than some others and that I kind of start at the beginning process, right? So everything from meeting with potential prospects and clients, going out into the community and sharing more about who Tower is and what we do, um, hosting our own networking group um, for marketers and then creating the proposals um, and going through that review process, which ultimately comes down to the, the projects that the team gets to do.
0: Yeah. We wouldn't be able to do it without her. <laughs> um, so you spent a good bit of your time with prospective clients. Alex and I, we're not client facing, so we don't really interact with clients too, too much. Um, but before we jump into cold calling, stuff like that, we thought it'd be funny. We do get a lot of those spam emails yeah. that mm-hmm. I'm sure you get as well. Um, so we just have two to share that we thought would be funny. Um, Alex,
1: do you want to share yours? <laughs> first okay so my favorite are when you can tell that it's templated and first off it says greetings in blue highlight and the next line says have a good day blank like my name was supposed to be there maybe (laughs) um and then he goes they go into their um actual thing but it's just funny how there's blanks everywhere and it's just like greetings have a good day do you think they left those intentionally to capture your attention? I mean, it or? definitely grabbed my attention the fact that the end, <laughs> intro, and the <laughs> outro were right next to each other. Mm-hmm. But I didn't actually read past that. So. Yeah, that's a new strategy <laughs> I for sure. It worked. Um,
0: I have one from. I'm not going to say their name because I feel like that's probably <laughs> a bad thing to do. Anyway, so I got. Hi, Lily. Saw you're in a new position at Tower Marketing. I want to give you $50 just to say congrats. (laughs) So, like, obviously, that got my attention. Give me $50. That's great. Um, And then they sent three more emails. I didn't respond. And the final email I got was, Hi, Lily. Understanding you're busy, and I don't mean to be a pest. This is my last email about lending a hand to Tower Marketing's creative department. Let me know if, one, you're not interested. Two, it's not the right time, and I should get back to you later. Or three, Snoop Dogg came to visit Tower Marketing for the winter holidays and he's been consuming so much of your product ever since that he doesn't even know Christmas was over a long time ago. <laughs> so you're too busy trying to get him to leave and have no time to respond. And then they sent a picture of Snoop Dogg in like a Christmas sweater. Oh, and my wow. So definitely still didn't respond, but gave me a good laugh i admire the dedication like i have to say some of the strategies they're getting more creative
1: there and you have to give them a pat on the back so that's funny that's Um, interesting 50 bucks just yeah i wonder
0: if i would have followed up like it said they could they would send you a gift card to like amazon starbucks whatever you wanted but you had to then click
1: the bait have to give your yeah. Social then
0: security I have to numbers. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm sharing something that they want that I'm sure yeah. I don't want to give away. Yeah. So the best That'll bank
1: spend. account to transfer this money to. <laughs> yeah, probably not the best idea. <laughs>
0: um. Anyway, do you have any sort of like odd experiences or anything like in person with people?
2: Yeah, like meeting new people. Yeah. Oh yeah, I feel like so many that I block out just because then I yeah. would, <laughs> would never go back. But yeah. Um. Recently, I was at an event and I was speaking with someone and they were eating at the same time, which is pretty mm. common, right? But I think what they weren't aware of is that they were spitting a lot of food out while they were speaking. Oh. And so I would shift away a little and then they would shift closer <laughs> and oh, I just geez. couldn't get away from this person. So I did, I did wrap up the conversation, but yeah, I felt like I was covered in food by the end of it. <laughs> oh gosh. Did you ever? So I'd pick the, the cold email. For yeah. Her. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Have you guys ever in college had a class or like a networking thing where you learn how to eat and network at the same time? Sort of. We did that in, bus- in business school and like it was an optional event, but they taught you how to like eat That's so and smart. talk so you're not spitting on yeah. people. Well, I
0: remember specifically when I went to one of those events, it was like finger foods, mm-hmm. which should be like an easy thing. And I just... Ended up not eating. Yeah. <laughs> like I just held whatever I had in my hand. So it was like, I'm participating, but right. I'm not. Right. You know, because that's my yeah, big fear. Yeah, is, that is a fear. Oh, my gosh. What if I'm, like, talking and I yeah. spit something out? Like, yeah. that's embarrassing. Or, like, there's something that. in your teeth. Yeah. Your oh, <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. I love that you had a class for it. That's I so know. smart.
1: Go yeah. Shippensburg. Shout out to Shippensburg University.
0: <laughs> and also Eton college. Sorry. <laughs> um cool so if we're hopping into cold calling um do you have tips for being confident enough to like make that first call
2: or what's your strategy there yeah that's such a great question so cold calling definitely still happens but i think especially in our industry it's a little more rare or it's something that you use with other steps okay um other initiatives or touch points that you're doing um, I think marketing automation in many ways mm. is replacing cold calling or kind of taking a bigger piece of it. Interesting. It's a great way to, to keep engagement and mm-hmm. also save some time as well. Yeah. 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 that cold, makes sense. Cold calling, I think it's like a 2% success rate. Oh, so wow. oh, it can gosh. be a lot of time <laughs> and effort and that's just for getting the meetings. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. I and mean, if
1: you think about how many times we get cold calls here or like even the emails it's like
2: is anyone even answering these but I think in general it's good to not take it personally right so Mm -hmm. both the emails that you shared they're sending to a lot of people and if they don't get responses it's not personal or it's Snoop Dogg right yeah right (laughs) um, and I think that goes for all areas of business development and networking too
1: that's a good point like being told no more often than yes I'm sure is a hard that's gonna be so hard like
2: (laughs) yeah I don't know if I could
1: handle that like not taking it personally and thinking this is part of my job that I'm just 80% of the time going to be sold now. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. That's such a good, a good point. How do you deal right. with
0: like, like, do you ever deal with that? I, I wouldn't say it's like imposter syndrome, but yeah. like how do you deal with the
1: rejection? Of it's one. kind of like you're the goalie of our team, you know, on a sports team. And oh. if they score, it's not your fault, but because you're like, one that initially is making that direct connection yeah it's like you kind of can't help but blame yourself sometimes Mm, yeah yeah,
2: that's a fair point I think it's so good to have um, teamwork right so we have a great team here that's really supportive Mm -hmm. throughout all of the highs and lows of business development right so the wins feel really great we celebrate those and then there are some that you do lose and it sucks and those are hard days but I think there's a, a bit of a rhythm to it mm-hmm. that you know there's the ups and the downs and and you can kind of prepare for that and it's it's business at the end yeah, of the yeah. day right it's not personal so I think once you have that mindset yeah you can look at it more as how you grow and refine your strategy and what you're doing rather than feeling bogged down in in yeah. failure or things like that sounds mm-hmm. like you handle it well <laughs> yeah like some you're days in the right position <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> okay so we'll go back to marketing automations. Um, So you think that this has made it easier to connect with prospective clients or is like that connection a little bit easier now?
2: Yeah. So marketing automation is a great tool, um, I think, especially between marketing and sales teams. Right. Mm -hmm. So marketing can really help to set that up and create something um, that's engaging and designed well. Um, And sales can really speak to what that comment should be or business development, I should say. Yeah. Um, because we're out there on the ground and we hear what questions people are asking, what they need to know to make decisions. Um, but it can really streamline that. So it, it kind of keeps those um, prospects engaged um, throughout a period of time. That way you're not having to call and email and mm-hmm. continue to follow up yeah. um, quite as frequently. Yeah. yeah. And we can kind of track what they do when they open it, when they see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have some engagement with that. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
0: Without getting into too much of our secret sauce (laughs) are there general best practices that like as a business development team you'll use marketing automation for like what are the different um i guess ways that you use it to connect with prospective clients
2: yeah that's such a great question it all depends on your industry right but here um i think there are some great areas especially once someone reaches out so if Mm -hmm. they fill out a form on your website if they go for a um gated piece of content Mm -hmm. um, we have a great tool here for checking your website um so sometimes people will submit through that but ultimately yeah one that we see a lot of success with is when people reach out um and they want to learn more right and then mm-hmm. of course we reach out and have a conversation with them but marketing automation can really supplement that yeah. um and and kind of share some of the information and questions yeah. um
1: i was going to say some like more on the technical side i guess marketing automation Makes it easier so you don't have to manually follow up. So if someone fills out the website, then that would kind of trigger something. Like, do you have like a time frame where you're like, what's a good time frame before you follow up with them again? Or,
2: yeah, it all depends on the life cycle and also what their goals are. So if someone um, says they're not going to be ready until three months from now or six months from now, kind of spread that out a little bit longer. Keep in touch if you see. I don't know, a news article or, you know, Tower publishes something that feels relatable to the challenges they're having. It can be Mm. a great way to reach out and share a resource with them. That's cool. Um, Yeah. So I think um, a way to approach it is how do I provide value along with following up. Right. right? Yeah. Um, And sometimes people just need a a one sentence email of, hey, how are things going? What can we do to help? Um, But yeah.
1: That's a good point, too, because I feel like we've talked about this before, is that marketing isn't always about selling. And I feel like that sometimes when cold calls fail, it's because it's mm. a constant, mm. I know you're trying to sell me something yeah. rather than I'm just trying to connect with you and make sure the relationship is still there. And I think that's maybe the difference of what why cold calling is now only a 2% success rate.
2: Yeah, Alex, that's such a good point because I think ultimately we have to approach all of this with curiosity. Yeah. Um, and so when you come from that place of I'm curious what your problems are, I'm curious how I can help you, I'm curious, yeah, how your business is going, it becomes a lot easier to connect and also help find a solution rather than just talking and talking about what you can do. You can really help show why. Right. yeah a
0: good point. So speaking of making connections, um, Alex, I don't know if... Like, because we're both newer from out of college. I don't know if you had a lot of, like, emphasis on the elevator pitch when mm. you were, like, talking about figuring out how to get a job and yeah. stuff like that. Erica, do you feel like elevator pitches are still relevant? And, like, do you use them
2: often when you're at networking events? Or Yeah, that's such a great question. Absolutely. So an elevator pitch is incredibly helpful because – it's gonna set the stage well for the conversation that you're having. And whenever you go to an event, you're always gonna be asked where are you from or what do you do? And having that ready flows really well um, and answers those questions, right? That's
1: a good point. I feel like you brought it up about college. Um, We graduated in the COVID times. So I feel like especially our age, not our generation per se, but like that few years where we didn't do anything in person And so I remember in one of my classes, we were supposed to do elevator pitches for a product or business that we had, but they were canceled because we had only virtual classes. And I feel like that now coming here and learning about networking and in-person events gives me so much anxiety to talk to someone in person about me and my life. And like, do you have any like go-to things that you think every elevator pitch so you said like where we're from that kind of stuff but do you have any like best practices on your elevator pitch or even is there a difference between yours and towers too like is the business side Mm. and yours personal different in any way
2: yeah that's That's such a great question question. (laughs) yeah um well so I think they blend together a little bit right but um so as far as tips for the elevator pitch, I think keeping it 20 to 30 seconds is really good when you're practicing it. You don't want it to be much longer than that, or people will start to lose focus, right? Cause it's a new conversation. Um, I think also considering what the questions are and what your unique value propositions are, whether that's, um, you or the company yeah. that you're working for, what makes you unique, right? So you went to Schiffensburg. What you studied, the classes, what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. and then from a business side, um, people always want to know where your office is, or mm-hmm. um, in our case, what services we provide. Yeah. And I think melding and meshing those together, um, you can really fill up the 20 to 30 seconds even faster than you think. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say. And I think it's good to continue refining it as well, right? You might practice it yeah. and find that a certain part feels awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, or you might find that at different events it makes sense to mention parts of your experience or things yeah. about the business um, that pertain to that event or to the person you're speaking to. That's a good point. Um, this kind of reminds
1: me if um, I think the movie's 13 going on 30. Yeah, when she's, like, the boss has, like, a book of everyone that's going to be at the party. And the two assistants have to, like, memorize the whole and, like, tell her, like, tidbits before she goes to talk to them. Do you ever do, like, a little snooping, a little stalking? Everybody (laughs)
2: snoops. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had experiences when I worked in events where we would have, um, you know, VIP guests or special events you would also do that. You would look through the guests who are coming. Mm-hmm. You print out photos with their names, which can sound maybe a little creepy, but it's really from that hospitality standpoint. Yeah, it feels really nice when you go somewhere and someone remembers your name or yeah. knows your name. Um, I think from a business development standpoint, when you're going to an event and you've never met the person before, it can just be helpful to know who you're looking out for. So if there's a company that you really want to make a connection mm-hmm. with and you know they're going to be at the event, can be great to look through the LinkedIn's and kind of look for some faces and names so that you're more attentive to them.
0: Yeah, do you think that gives you an edge over other people who are potentially there trying to recruit them as well?
2: Yeah, Ah, that's a great question. And I think it ties back to what Alex asked about being nervous. I think setting a goal for yourself can Mm. be really helpful at events. So. Um, I think being intentional gives you an edge. So not just talking to the same people that maybe you yeah. see every time or not just talking to your coworker. Um Me. it can help ha- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We all do it. And it's yeah. good to have that balance yeah. and that time. But that can help with the nerves too, right? If you say, Okay, tonight my goal is to meet two new people. yeah that's and that's then true. you focus on that and creating that connection, yeah. it helps with both, giving you the edge and also the the nerves.
0: I feel like that's a good way to think about it coming from someone. I personally haven't had much experience going to networking events. And my last two years of college where I think I would have gotten that (laughs) exposure was COVID. So again, didn't really have that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they do make me nervous. Like networking events just makes me nervous. Mm -hmm. But if I go in with an intention and setting a goal for myself, I definitely think that I would be capable of doing it so I think that's a good way to if you're shy or a little nervous just Mm -hmm. yeah like having those goals for yourself that's a good sense of okay you got to put yourself out there a little bit like take a take a risk and if it doesn't go well yeah make the
1: next one better true yes I feel like that works too with like people that love checking off boxes like saying Mm -hmm. I want to meet two people tonight it's like you feel so accomplished. Type A's. (laughs) Yeah, if you're a type A. Guilty. (laughs) It's like, oh, cool, like I did that. And it just makes you feel better overall. Um, So we're talking about networking. And I think for us, we find it very beneficial because we are such a client-facing company and our positions are client-facing. But do you think networking is still important for people that aren't necessarily? So like even like specialists like us, or, um, people that aren't as client facing, do you think that networking opportunity is still important for them?
2: Networking can be used for a variety of things, right? Even if you're not in business development or client facing, um, you can grow your connections within the community helps Mm -hmm. to grow your career, right? People will think of you for opportunities, whether those are with a job or with a committee or a way you can be involved in the community. It also, like you were saying, Lily really helps, um, with the practice and the Mm. nervousness, you'll get more and more familiar with it. So as in your career, you grow and maybe you become client-facing, you feel a lot more confident, especially if it's a little lower stakes, right? Mm. Then when you need that network or you want to reach out to someone about a job, you already have that established. A lot of positions, I think, are filled by word of mouth, right? Not just applying. So it can really help your career in the long run. So do you have advice for finding Networking opportunities in your community? Yeah, that's a great question. It can be hard, right, without going to kind of know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we came out of the COVID time where events sort of stopped and some didn't continue, new ones started. So, yeah, some great resources are checking with your local chambers. So, here in Lancaster, we have a great Chamber of Commerce. They're really involved and they have a lot of different. Um, Areas, right? They have a young professionals network. They have a women in business networking group. They have their consortiums. All kinds of standard networking events. Yeah, Um, LinkedIn events can be great as well. So if you know it's more convenient for you to attend something virtual, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a great thing.
1: Um, So we talk a lot about personalities on the podcast. (laughs) We've talked about imposter syndrome, our strengths. Um, Networking, I feel like, is a whole new ball game for shy girls and boys, Mm -hmm, shy mm -hmm. people. Do you have any tips on kind of starting the experience if they're really nervous, really shy, don't just want to talk to their coworkers all night? Like, how do you start that leap of faith a little bit?
2: Yeah, that's so true. And it can be really hard. I Mm -hmm. think... There's a couple areas that if there's someone at your company who you know goes to those Mm -hmm. events already, it can be really great to reach out to them. That's networking in a way. So it doesn't just have to be um, people outside your organization, you can also reach out within Mm -hmm. um, and they might give you some tips. They might even be willing to bring you along to one of the events they go to or have a connection that you can reach out to. So it can be as small and close as within your own company or it can be further out in the community. Um, I think that's a great way to start though, is with someone who you know is already yeah. involved and they'll be excited, they'll make introductions for you and it might take a little bit of the pressure yeah. off.
1: Thank you to Erica, she did that for me. <laughs> Started going to events <laughs> oh, with her. Well, She's I
2: think like, the first one I, I left you alone by oh, accident. Yeah. So. This is a funny story actually. <laughs> this is a terrible it story. was what like not to do when you bring <laughs> when you
1: bring someone. It was before work. And I had just gotten my hair cut, maybe and I was wearing glasses or I wasn't wearing glasses. I was there before her and I was sitting with people and she walks in. I'm like, oh, hey. And she just like waves at me. And then like halfway through the event, she gets to our table and goes, oh my God, I did not even realize you were here. Like I did not recognize you. Oh
2: my gosh. Yes. I felt so terrible and embarrassed. Not only was Alex incredible, she was there early. She, (laughs) you know, dressed so professionally. And I, I just... I don't know. I was going towards the coffee. I was yeah. like, oh, hello. And a casual I was oh my God, like sitting hilarious. there thinking, where's Alex? And right. then I realized, oh my goodness, she's been here. <laughs> I went over with my tail between my legs and said, please come with me again. You Honestly, <laughs> it pushed
1: me a little bit though. Cause I had to like talk to people I didn't know because
2: <laughs> you were over
1: there doing your own thing. So, well, that's kind of funny. So one of the, um, articles
0: I found I found an article that's like how to network 17 tips for shy people oh. and one of it said or one of the um points was go with someone you know but don't like rely on them f- for making connections so part of me is almost like is it just better to go like show up by yourself and right like I mean I don't know I I think it would you would feel more comfortable having someone there that you know could help with the introductions but like that's a okay, you do have to figure it out on your own <laughs> yeah. situation.
1: like. And clearly, you did. It worked so, out a little bit. I did meet some people. Yeah. I think it's good. To, it felt like you were a little safety net for me. I was like, mm-hmm. if I needed her, I know I could go up to her and be like, hey, like, yeah. how's it going? Like, I'm dead in this conversation. I need help. Yeah.
2: So That's so true. And I've been going to networking events for, I think, almost a decade, actually. That's scary oh to say. Gosh. And I still love having a safety net, right? It's yeah. used to have someone that you know and can connect with. I do remember one of my favorite stories, um, I was at an event and I think everybody feels nervous, which Mm -hmm. is important to remember, right? Like if we're a little vulnerable for a second, everyone feels that way or feels like an imposter at times. Mm -hmm. And I was in this group, I think there were three or four of us talking and I didn't know them, we were newly talking. Um, And this woman comes over, you know, she's got her little plate and she's like, can I join your conversation? You look like kind and not awkward people. And I think that was such a great little segue to sort of interject, right? Because it kind of acknowledges how we all feel, which is like, oh, it's a little awkward. Can I join? And and it was just really friendly. So I remember that a lot. I've mm-hmm. used that since yeah. you know, in those times where it feels overwhelming. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a good point. It's not definitely not like um high school anymore, where it's like a group of people are together and you cannot go near them because yeah. they will tear you apart. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So we talked a lot about networking and the business side of things, and a little bit about growing your personal brand. Um, LinkedIn is that like a crucial part of your day-to-day how often do you use it what do you use it for kind of advice on that
2: yes okay great question so yeah LinkedIn is essential um, it's such a huge part of my day I think of a lot of people who work in business development and sales um, it keeps you updated on the things that are happening in your business community it's a great way to make new connections right um, some of the search features, you can really look for the companies or the roles within the companies that you want to meet. Um, and then, of course, messaging, right? To reach yeah. out, to keep in contact, and then to reshare. So we're very lucky Tower does a lot of great social posts. <laughs> so it's easy to have that content yeah. to write about and comment on and reshare. Um, yeah. But yeah, absolutely.
0: Do you ever feel... I guess this is more a question for you, Alex. Do you ever feel intimidated to make a connection with someone that you know is like... I guess it, it also applies. But do you ever feel intimidated to make a connection with someone who, like, I don't know, you kind of view as prominent in the community yeah. or, like, in the industry? Yeah. yeah.
2: That's a great question. I mean, for me, no. I think it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of the the point of business development right is to grow your network um I think you know certainly when you're meeting someone in person maybe you can feel a little bit nervous yeah yeah, on LinkedIn it's just sending a connection and then maybe a message afterwards yeah
1: I was gonna say I went to the Lancaster Chamber anniversary dinner with um Mm -hmm. there were so many people there and Um, I had a really great friend. She would, like, introduce us to people and be like, okay, these are my friends from Tower. Like, there was a small group of us. And um, it was – she's, like, been in the business for so long. She works at the – I don't want to say the full name, but, like, the energy place right down here. Mm -hmm. And um, she was like, we should definitely, like – thanks so much for me like it was so fun meeting you and then she left and I at networking events I always pull out my phone and write their names down in a note so because smart. I know I'll forget their names but I want to connect with them on LinkedIn like the next morning yeah. and it was so nerve-wracking for her I was like she is doing it and I always make sure I send a little note to be like hi like we met yes last night at the event like it was so good catching up just wanted to connect for like further opportunities or like if we ever see each other again. But it's definitely nerve-wracking because I feel like for us, we're just starting out and it's like, don't be afraid because I feel like also people are very willing to, Mm -hmm. especially on LinkedIn, like to them, the connection is not maybe that big of a deal. But to us, it's like, oh, okay. New connection. (laughs) (laughs) Let's grow that network. Yeah. So yeah, I just make sure to always include a little note. So they know who I am. So it's not some random add note. <laughs> yeah, make a note of names. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is a good point. Yeah. Okay, so you kind of talked about LinkedIn. I know. I thought you maybe had a um, um like a how many times you share like tower ver- stuff versus, I I think even on our organic social, I try to mix it between like business and culture. So how often do you share like a very salesy marketing industry type thing versus a, this is what's going on in Tower or in the community? Like,
2: how do you balance those two? Probably not with as much foresight as I I should, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I try to post at least twice a month. That's my kind of bare minimum, right? Mm -hmm. So, and one of those is usually a Tower post of resharing something that's been published that month and then another I usually try to do um, something from somewhere that I've been. Sometimes it's two posts of of towers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that combination, and then certainly the more frequently you do, the better, right? So that's an area of strategy we're talking about here mm-hmm. internally: is how can we be even more active on LinkedIn? Yeah. Um, and I think prioritizing that can be really beneficial. Yeah, sure.
1: yeah, for sure, because. I feel like LinkedIn is just one of those platforms where you really know don't know who's going to see it and how that's going to connect to your business at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, and it's always the question of what unique um, value, what interesting things can I bring mm-hmm. to the conversation because there can be a lot of noise Yeah, um, and you want to be intentional about how you can add value to that conversation. Um, but yeah, I think that's always something on, on my mind when I'm posting. Nice. All right, well, this is
0: sort of... To wrap things up do you have any sort of like when you have a meeting with a big client yeah. or you're meeting with a prospect that you really want to get how do you hype yourself up for those meetings <laughs> like do you have like a regimen that you do or oh
2: my gosh have you ever watched Ted Lasso? oh I'm instantly thinking of that scene where um she hypes herself up you know <laughs> with the Oh, anyway. (laughs) We'll put a clip of it. We'll put a clip of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But no, I think um, being prepared for me, um, I'm a little bit Tabe, like you kind of alluded to. So being prepared feels great. Mm -hmm. I want to know what I'm talking about and Mm -hmm. who the client is and what their needs are as best I can so I think preparation and over preparing is just so important yeah um because you never know what's going to be asked or how the conversation will turn um I wear my glasses on days I want to feel extra <laughs> smart <laughs> I remember you saying yeah, that before yeah that's my little that's funny my little trick not that I, I don't that. feel smart without them but I feel a little extra edge yeah of- yeah so edge of, like, of the I nerdy like side of too. myself. Yeah. she's so, on, she's so. ready. She's ready <laughs> <Yes>. for business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so with that, um, and I think just positive self-talk, right? Yeah. If you say it's going to go terrible, it might go terrible, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, just knowing that, being prepared and yeah. look the way that you want to look, feel your best. Yeah. Yeah, that's so fun. Um,
1: We forgot to ask this question. Oh. This is for all three of us to answer. If you could have any client like anywhere oh. your like dream client to work for or with who would it be oh that's such a great question <laughs> have you ever thought about that we can go first if you want have some mine yes go ahead Lil.
0: the 76ers
1: oh nice. okay
0: i would just love to work on their digital marketing team i'm sure you could
1: Maybe one day, if you're listening, Joel Embiid. How 76 listening? Um, mine would be Nestle Tollhouse. Mm. I love baking, and I feel like we would just get free cookies all the time. Mm, so that's true. How can we say no to that? Amazing.
2: I think I would have to say Airbnb. I love oh. to travel. I love that they have places all throughout the world. Yeah. I think. Um, be a really cool client to have to do some work or some campaigns for Mm -hmm. i
1: wonder if there's a job where you like a new airbnb opens and someone has to go like test it out make sure it's good Mm -hmm. give the first review airbnb reviewer how do we get that (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny that's a good one too though
0: i actually have a friend i went to high school with she um she is a teacher but on the side she does like video stuff and she just started like reaching out to airbnbs and recording them that's so cool and like i think she right now is just like doing it for free
1: but hopefully guess to travel off. though yeah so that would be nice amazing that is cool all right well thank you so much for listening thank you erica for coming on the yeah. first
0: ever podcast episode was it everything you imagined
1: Yeah, everything and more <laughs> thanks for having me
2: i'll come back every month oh okay, okay. yeah Perfect. <laughs> she's our new
1: host <laughs> Okay, so the Tower After Hours podcast comes out on the last Thursday of every month. Um, we're almost at spooky season. Oh yeah. Get excited. Um, we have some really exciting stuff coming up. Um on our Spotify, you can now find questions and polls for each of our podcast episodes. So we'd love to hear what you're feeling. Maybe this question will be your dream, mm, dream client, client or yeah. something. We'll come up with something fun. But take a look back at our older episodes and answer those polls and questions. Um, We also have a podcast newsletter. If you haven't signed up for it, you definitely should. We'll have some extra links in there, community events from the Lancaster Chamber if you're in this area, or maybe even information on how to find your chamber event calendars. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can also follow us on our socials at towermarketing. Nope, that's just our website, at towermarketing.com on Instagram and we have more reels and maybe we'll even interview Miss Erica again on there Mm. Um, until then have so much fun go on your networking events make those LinkedIn connections connect with tower marketing on LinkedIn connect with Erica on LinkedIn you should we'll drop her information in our podcast newsletter so once again follow that (laughs) and also Get outside and enjoy the fall breeze. Yeah. Finally, it's cooled down. Thank goodness. I get a starting. pumpkin spice latte and go touch leaves. Thursdays, on Thursdays, you and your networking friend go to Starbucks, get a BOGO fall drink. There
0: you go. You'll only be able to do it one day when this episode comes out, <laughs> yeah. but take advantage. Do it right now, I guess. Literally stop what you're doing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, anyway. See ya.
0: Bye. <laughs>